Good morning and welcome to Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Make sure you're out there. Got a, uh, a video way too long, way too long for us to play on the air, but uh, uh, Jeff Gunlotch is does an interview with Daniel DiMartino Booth. It's about an hour and a half. And, and what I like about Booth is she was kind of the, not kind of, she was the, the right-hand man for the former uh, Dallas Federal Reserve president. And she, you know, kind of the first time we saw somebody that, you know, they didn't, you know, they weren't a Federal Reserve, she wasn't a Federal Reserve president, but pretty close, that actually came out and said, hey, you know what? You better get rid, and 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 really kind of uh, not kind of but kind of sticking it to uh, the Federal Reserve for the policies that really let's face it aren't policies that have to do with protecting the value of the dollar. Oh no 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 policies that that protect uh, nothing more than uh, the elite. And, and their little uh, prized little possession of the debt markets here while the rest of us uh, sit out there and suffer. And, and it's amazing what we're learning the, over the last week about how all, and, and I mean all, all of these Federal Reserve presidents and even Jay Powell himself all have their little slush accounts, that you know, slush accounts that had 30, 40, 50 million dollars in them. Buying up stocks and bonds that were exactly who were being protected by the central bank and all of their bond buying programs and 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 of course why why should it be any different? That's what we had come to expect from bankers. They will lie, cheat, and steal from us while enriching themselves. And Jason, just another great example. And I'm bringing on J- Jason Walker. He runs our Colorado office. He warned you last week about what was going to be happening in China with one of the Jason. You called it the Lehman moment in the Evergrande property owner, the second largest property owner in China. Things imploding this morning. Uh, the Dow's down five hundred plus points. Uh, gold's up fifteen bucks, but you seem to have nailed it. Well, the the problem is that China stopped everybody, their citizens and uh, and everybody from selling the the stock shares for Evergrande. And what I think what you're seeing now today is well, if I can't sell my Evergrande, then I'm going to sell every company. And we got guys here in America that are heavy in Evergrande. I'm going to sell all their stuff because they're 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 uh, exposed. And, and and China can't just you know China's starting to learn that uh, free market even though they control their free market it's uh, it, there's exposure beyond any company and uh, yeah uh, uh, what we have Powell and these other Fed guys doing million dollar stock trades in 2020 and now 2021 yeah they're they're taking advantage Joe yes but don't worry he's ordered a review of their ethics <laughs> so that should be, I, I feel I feel better now. I mean, obviously, it's important to have ethics before you get caught. Right? It, it makes you Doing wonder. Doing it after the fact 
right? It makes you wonder if China's worse or, or the Fed. <laughs> it, it, it's so disgusting. And people were asking some great questions like, why was the Fed? Because you know, people don't realize the Fed was buying everything. They were buying Apple bonds and Microsoft bonds, Amazon bonds. And people were saying, why are you buying those? No, no, you buy the bonds of these companies that actually need help. Like, Apple didn't need help. Amazon didn't need help. Microsoft didn't need help. Well, guess what? Come to find out, those were the stocks that all of these guys owned. BlackRock. Jay Powell just had a meeting with the CEO of BlackRock to discuss. I don't know what they were discussing. My guess is probably all the houses that BlackRock owns. Well, come to find out, you know, BlackRock does investing for Jay Powell. You know, I mean, come on. Everybody knows. Oh, no, that's not a conflict of interest. Oh, it's fine. Right? Wouldn't it be great if all of us could do that as well? Yeah. Well, hey, can I come to the meeting and can you tell me who you're going to anoint as the winners so I can just buy their stocks? That's why, course, peop- that's why people know, fight to be in those positions. Most of us don't have the money to buy. I don't even know what a share of Apple is today. Fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars well, I don't know, may have split a hundred times, but a lot of people won't don't even have enough money to buy a share of Apple or Amazon. Right, and, and they're buying this, Joe, because it's better than holding Federal Reserve notes. Anything's better. And, and when you buy these big companies, <laughs> you're buying you're buying uh, a lot of influence and control over those companies, too. Boy, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Let's see. Um, I could buy. I could put money in the bank. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the dumbest idea. Oh, that's too funny. 800-951-0592 when we get back. We're going to discuss, there's fallout happening, another, this shouldn't be a shock, another property company in China now uh, having troubles, used car prices. Remember, Jay Powell mentioned that in Jackson Hole as part of his transitory speech. Uh, Apparently, uh, used car prices, they were down for one month, Jason, had gone the other way. And this whole transitory story is starting to fall apart. I can't wait for Wednesday when the Fed comes out with their meeting. Pizza Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. 800-951-0592. Shanghai Bay Cynic Holdings, the latest now. Uh, one of Evergrande. Excuse me, sorry about that. One of Evergrande's, I wouldn't call them a competitor, but another property, uh, residential commercial property uh, company in China. Shares were halted. Uh, They had an 87% plunge in shares. Uh, This was a a company that had uh, a market cap uh, of almost $2 billion, down to about $230 million. This thing is spreading... Uh, and spreading quickly, companies like Freeport, uh, Alcoa, Cleveland Cliffs, U.S. Steel. All right, so this is your your industrial commodities. Uh, as Jason was talking about, hey, if I can't sell Evergrande, I'm going to sell everything else. Uh, remember uh, Lehman Brothers here. Lehman Brothers 
emerged out of the housing crash here. This one's kind of a little different in that this may cause a housing crash, Jason. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, all, all it takes is one domino in the wrong place to be tripped, and it just goes in every direction. So it's uh, this other company you're mentioning, which I didn't look up. Uh, God, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the guy. One of the, I think, is Dalio, or what? The, here in America, he owns Ray a Dalio, bunch, yes. He owns yes, a whole uh-huh. bunch of Evergrande. Yep. So he's yep. going to start dumping anything that's attached to that. He's going to say, you know what? I ain't here. I don't want to hold on to this. And and, and and this is the thing a lot of American investors are going to learn is, well, they may not know who these companies are. Wall Street and the billionaires own tons of these companies. That's their job. Heavily involved. They're experts at that. That's what they're supposed to do. Exactly right. And and so now you're going to see, uh, how about a company like Tesla now? Tesla is getting hit. Why? Because... The Chinese are probably going to be what? Tightening up their wallets. They're not going to be buying uh, the the electric electric vehicles. Uh, you're, you're seeing things like uh, wind in Las Vegas sands. Again, they've got property. You know, think about Macau and, and uh, the, the money that's spent there. You know, Macau makes Vegas look like a, a, a ugly stepbrother. I mean, that's how big Macau is. Uh, so you're seeing uh, a lot of this, and it's it will see how much it spreads. Uh, but right now, I think this is just the beginning. Then you think about could this come at a worse time? Right, the Fed is supposed to at least announce that they're going to start tapering, Jason, right. which is some you know which is already that's going to put some pressure on stocks, and and now it's like. Oh, man, could the timing be any worse? If they wanted to crash, they'll announce tapering. <laughs> if they wanted well, to. Well, right. And again, you know, you, you think about we've got the debt ceiling. That's right. It's coming. Right? That, that hasn't been decided. We've got tapering. We, we've got the, the Democrats uh, trying to get as much money uh, spent as possible, all kind of coming together. Uh, into this storm here. This thing could get a lot worse before it gets better. Uh, you know, and I don't know yet. It's too early to tell. Uh, but Morgan Stanley out today saying, hey, this isn't, we could see 20, we could see 30% correction coming. Uh, I don't know. Too early to tell. But if the Fed, you know, because remember, inflation is here. I warned uh, earlier about used car prices. That was one of the things that the Fed was so insistent upon why uh, it's only going to be transitory. Guess what? Used car prices started running again. Right? We have propane at all time. Natural gas. I mean, Europe is in, a, the, in the middle of a horrible energy crunch. And, and that's not getting headlines. And, and you start thinking about, uh, is this one of those, you know, perfect storms? Is Evergrande this black swan scenario? Because I'll be honest with you, Jason, I don't think, and me included, even when you brought it up, I really thought at the last minute, 
China was going to swoop in and save it. <laughs> China sees things a little differently. That has, been, that, that has been their history. Yeah. And, and now I'm almost thinking is China saying, you know what, we think we can inflict a lot more pain on, on American investors, and we're going to let it go on purpose. I don't know. They've been they've been uh, letting these companies uh, go into foreclosure and into bankruptcy, uh, Joe's. So not not like uh, America. They always keeps pumping the money in and saving their companies. China is is letting their companies go. And here's the funny thing: you've got all these investors. These uh, they feel like they're genius investors. Hey, China is the future. China is growing. It's going to be the biggest economy. I'm going to put my money in China because that's the future. Well, you got to understand that if China's the future, then the boom and bust cycle is also their future. And this is going to be, I think, the first big bust cycle in the in the big Chinese economy, Joe. Yeah, I. You know what? That's an interesting point. You think about it. They've been on a run. Now, granted, China has never let their stock market go the way the U.S. stock market goes. Right? They don't allow uh, nearly as big of bubbles to form. But you bring up a great point. This is a country that's been on almost a 30-year run. Is this going to be the moment that, uh, and, and I don't know that China goes into recession, right? But this is an economy, you know, think about the scope. It, it's, it's, let's just call it on par with the United States. But an economy that grows 5 to 7% every year all of a sudden does this bring growth down to two percent or dare i say one percent i mean again i'm trying to say i mean if i wanted to be a catastrophe could you imagine if china went into recession and the ramifications that would have globally i think this would be uh, a very dangerous point uh, for u.s equities because we're so overpriced right right we need perfection right now. And, and normally the market's like, well, all we got to do is worry about Jay Powell. Let's worry. As long as the corrupt Fed is in our corner, it'll be okay. No one really worried about what happens if the growth in China comes to an end. And you're going to see a lot more. I know, And I just named a handful of, of U.S. companies that are really going to pay a big price. And again, when the market's priced to perfection, you tend to see things like today. You know, you wake up and, and all of a sudden the Dow's down five, six, seven hundred points. Uh, and, and Get rid of those Chinese after, stocks, Joe. Get rid of those Chinese stocks. <laughs> right? You know, and, well, here's the problem. It, it, even if you got rid of the Chinese, you got to sell off the American stocks that go with them. That's right. Uh, because China's, China's such an important piece of this puzzle. And I just find it interesting. I do. Because Jason's right. China has started letting companies go under. But they, you know, they, they weren't that significant. This is by far the most significant one. And China, in fairness, has been warning Hey, listen, we're going to stop. We're, we're not bailing. Let them go. Big deal. We don't care. Right. 
You know, China's stock market, it's only at like two, 3,000. So what if, it, if it's at 3,000, it goes to 2,000? So what? There's Chinese citizens in their banks screaming for their money right now. You can see oh, the videos. Absolutely. It's not happening yeah. here, but it's happening there. So it shows you what's coming. And, and I just I just find it interesting. I think we're very much in a, a, a very risky point right now because – this takes that this this takes the play out of our central bank's hands because Jay Powell can't control the Chinese government, right? So, uh, very interesting point. This is why you're seeing the reaction uh, that you're seeing today. It has more to do with the fact that all of a sudden now the central bank, if it comes out Wednesday and, and is super uber dovish like they've been, and maybe he doesn't even bring taper up. I don't know. <laughs> He'll say something, I'll bet. <laughs> right? It's not gonna. <laughs> He'll say it's not something. Gonna stop what's happening in China. Uh, another. <laughs> maybe another call, one. Maybe he calls up. in sick, Joe. Maybe he'll call in sick Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the sad part. Even even. Even now, all of their stocks that they know are they're going to save uh, isn't going to help the stock price no matter what they do. And I think this is kind of uh, the big thing. And, and the, the thing that a lot of people don't realize, a lot of this debt that's defaulting is U.S. dollar-denominated debts. Yep. And, and so this is, this is why... Uh, you're going to see you're going to see banks under pressure. It's very interesting today. The reaction out of Bitcoin down big, down big today as China over the weekend, uh, even in, in the midst of this happening, said, "Hey, by the way, we're we're going to stamp out this whole competition, if you will, uh, with Bitcoin." So they're under pressure as well. It's just really going to be an interesting market. I don't know the answer. It's too early but it seems like china is willing to have and we've said this a lot hey they've warned their citizenry china is very big about their citizens saving their money and by saving it buying gold buying silver having your savings accounts that's money in the bank they regularly warn you. Remember when people used to warn you about the stock market here? Hey, the stock market's risky. Right? You shouldn't be investing, you know, that that, that was where you put, well, hey, I've got some funny money. You know, I've, I've got my money. I've got my savings. Right? I, I, I'm very comfortable with my bills, and I got, you know, I, I have, every month I have extra money saved up every single month, and, and I liken it to, like, Bitcoin. Hey, if you want to throw $1,000 at, at, at some one of these Bitcoin things, go ahead. Right? But if you lose it all, oh, well, and if it triples, good for you. But it's a, it's a big risk. It's like going to the casino and, and getting to the craps table and hoping you don't crap out. Yep, there's nowhere else. That's the way we used to be. There's nowhere China, to put your money, Joe. There's nowhere to put your money. Yeah. I mean, the 1%. China warns their citizens all the time about doing stuff like this. And I think that's part of the reason why they don't care if it goes. And you think about here, what have they done? 
they did the exact opposite here. Here they forced us all into Wall Street. Got rid of, right? Allowed for companies to get rid of their pensions. Uh, created these 401ks, right? And all this stuff. Forcing everybody to play into, into these risky markets. And then trying to convince us that it truly wasn't risky, Jason. Right. Right, and, and and the 1% that owns basically 60 or 70% of everything that's in this world, there's nowhere else to, you know, you can't go buy railroads and companies like you could in the past. You can't you can't go and, and invest in companies the same way you could in the past. You, you throw that stock market, well, I'm going to own a piece of the company with their stock. And when these, these big, huge, moneyed, interested people decide to ebb and flow the markets outside your control, you, there's nothing you can do. That's why it's, a, it's not risky because of market fundamentals. It's risky because... It's, it's it's just money being thrown back and forth, and uh, seeing how many how many extra percentage points of things that these guys can own. When you said Jay Powell and the Fed have less control, Joe, it's because there's less and less dollars controlling the world money supply right now. It's it's shrinking. When we get back, we're going to talk everything from alcohol rationing to how much is it going to cost farmers to get their crops in the ground. It's a radio news hour. Don't touch that dial if you can take it. 800-951-0592. Before we get into uh, what's going on in your bars and restaurants and what it's going to cost for farmers to be able to get uh, next year's crop in the ground, I just got an email. Man, what a great special today. We've got $110 Liberties at 1015 at 1015 uh, that is the cheapest price on a 10 lib it, i don't know i don't even know jason 12 months 18 months something like that yeah. i've got 100 of them available uh, when i get off the air uh, I'll, I'll try to get it online as well uh, but if we run out we run out uh, 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Really, the only thing up today is gold. Uh, gold's up about fifteen bucks, seventeen sixty five. Uh, silver's up a little bit, but not a lot. You know, the industrial side of things here: twenty two dollars and thirty five cents. Pennsylvania's the first, but likely not the last. Started this weekend. The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board announced that it's going to be rationing a list of the most popular liquor brands to all, not only just, I thought, oh, they're going to limit what you can buy at the store. Okay, if you go into, you know, uh, well, I get like Colorado as an example, you have a liquor store and then the supermarkets are only allowed to sell beer and wine. Here in Arizona, you can buy anything anywhere. But no, this has to do with everybody, whether you're a business or an individual. They're saying due to product shortages, purchases will be limited to two bottles per customer per day. It started this weekend. It is going to remain into effect for the foreseeable future. This limit applies to all consumers and liquor license holders, such as bars and restaurants, uh, including things like Hennessy, Don Julio Tequila, one of our favorites here at, at Patriot Trading Group, Jack Daniel Whiskey, 
uh, amongst others as uh, they're saying that Pennsylvania may be the first, but get ready. There's huge shortages. One of the things they're talking about, Jason, glass to put the liquor in. Yeah, this is what inflation does. And on top of inflation, uh, when people see gray clouds over the horizon, uh, you buy whatever's a, a, a valuable, storable good. And, and, and uh, you can put uh, you, you can put that uh, whiskey on a shelf for many, many years, and it's, it's just fine. It's gonna, and then uh, as inflation goes and takes the price of things up, your whiskey is uh, going to hold its value just like gold and silver. There are the things that do the same. And, and they're talking about, so the producers are talking about how expensive it is yep. to make cakes. How expensive it is <laughs> to get the barrels to age the whiskey. How expensive the glass is. Uh, I, I've been hearing from my restaurant friends, the price of a glass has almost doubled. So something that used to call, you know, a restaurant, they can be going buy buy glasses pretty cheap. You know, maybe a, a buck and a half, something like that, dollar, dollar and a half. Now they're saying, hey, it's three bucks. And they're talking about the supply chain being broken. Yeah. Uh, I was at one of my buddy's restaurants this weekend. One of the, the people that we were there with a group of people, they wanted to order the potato skins, Jason. Right. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, oh, no, nobody in, in, in the country has potato skins. Uh, Shamrock Foods, which is a huge, they got a huge facility here in Arizona. Uh, they're out of t- potato skins in the whole country. There's no potato skins. Uh, things of that nature. And then when you go and f- try to figure out why, there, there's always something along in the supply chain that you didn't think about. That's right. Right? Hey, I can't get glass <laughs> to put it in. I can't get uh, uh, the, the, the cost for the keg, the cost for the plastic. I can't get the cardboard boxes. Or, uh, hey, they, they shifted the company that was making the potato skins has such demand to keep up with the French fries that they had to make a choice. And they make more money on the French fries than they do on the tater skins, so the tater skins are out. Right. And, and, and Joe, this is, uh, I talked about that 1% that owns 60 or 70% of everything. When This is like a big game of poker, and there's a lot of big players they are cashing out. And where are they going to put all this? Where are they going to put their chips? They're not going to leave it in Federal Reserve notes. So you buy anything that's going to hold value. Like, uh John Rockefeller in the 1800s, at one point he owned 96% of the oil industry in America. And when he had the massive amount of resources that he had, he was going to just squash the competition. What did he do? He bought all the barrels that held the oil. So the competition couldn't, they couldn't even store their oil, Joe. This is what's happening. This is why you see scarcities, because the big players are buying anything. Alcohol, that's, that's quite the commodity, Joe. Absolutely. And you bring up a great point. That's exactly what's happening. Hey, we know we're, there's a problem with whatever, cardboard boxes. There's a problem with kegs. There's a problem with glass. And the big, big, big guy buys it all and leaves everybody else out in the cold. And then all of a sudden, literally overnight, prices double and triple 
How about this one? They're calling this another perfect storm of events. From extreme weather to plant shutdowns to government sanctions, the chemical fertilizer market is getting absolutely crushed. Ida took down one of the largest fertilizer plants here in the U.S. Uh, England has one. It shut down due to lack of power. And and, and they're everything in between. And they're saying that farmers are starting to buckle under the strain of rising costs to produce food. And they're saying that the nitrogen-based fertilizer market is skyrocketing to the highest prices that we've seen. And they're saying that in New Orleans, which is a major fertilizing hub in the U.S., uh, is prices are the most expensive since crude oil hit $150 a barrel because this is a, this is a, a petroleum-based. So when you think about uh, what what is happening to fertilizer prices, they're saying one of two things is going to happen, Jason. Farmers are going to just buy less, right, and do their best to spread it around. Cut fertilizer entirely. In, in hopes of trying to, to lower the price. In other words, hold off on buying in hopes the price drops. Or we're just going to have to deal with a lot lower yielding crop. Either way, prices at the store, which we already told you are going to go way up, are only going to get worse before it gets better. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. I got some comments when we get back, Joe, definitely on this. 800 These guys got no idea. By the time this thing is over, whether Evergrande is the start uh, of the repricing of things, uh, inflation is getting ready to really hurt even more. It's one thing to have inflation, you know, labor inflation and, you know, restaurant things. But when you get to food, that's when things really start getting ugly. We should have known when the Biden administration increased food stamp benefits by 25%, things were going to get a lot worse. And, Jason, I'm going to give you a moment to chime in here. But before I do, I just want to talk a, a few more things so people understand what we're talking about here. They're saying, listen, farmers were already paying, Right for higher labor costs, higher transportation costs, and all of those other things. But fertilizer, one of the biggest drivers behind uh, the the food inflation that is yet to come. They're saying, you know, storms in the Gulf. Natural gas prices have gotten so expensive in Europe that they started closing their ammonium plants. Because it was like, oh, it's not worth producing. It costs so much to produce, it was going to make prices go. They, they just said, forget it. We're just going to shut them down. And, and this is kind of what Jason said. You know, the big players gobble up a market, and now that natural gas market in Europe's exploded. And all of a sudden, now you don't think about things like this. Well, what do you mean you're just going to shut down? We've got to shut down. Can't afford to make the product, uh, and, and just so you know, fertilizer costs, let's take corn. Fertilizer cost is 20% of, of 
raising an ear of corn. So that, you know, it, it's a big part of the market, yep. Jason. Exactly. Uh, we have uh, private citizen Herb. He's coming on on the half cup of Joe in the next hour. Uh, and among, among things he's going to talk about is something that the farmers are being asked to do right now. So that's one of the things he's bringing on. He's going to talk about COVID camps and some, some other things. But, Joe, the, uh, the fertilizer you're talking about. Well, I was, I was online uh, looking to, to buy a little bit of some freeze-dried vegetables. Now, you, when you go to f- buy these storable foods, uh, you know, that's a market that's been going up in price, and there's a lot of shortages. And a lot of these very reliable places where you buy a bunch of this stuff, they're just out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. Now, you, you, if you look, you'll find it. But one of the items that's really hard to find, and me being a vegetarian, we want to buy, well, let's get some vegetables, you know, and, and dehydrated loses 60% potentially of its nutrition, whereas freeze-dried, you know, holds almost all of its nutrition. So you, you, you want to buy the good stuff. Well, everyone wants the good stuff, Joe. Guess how much an ounce of freeze-dried vegetables is, uh, kind of an average cost? $7 an ounce. <laughs> what? Seven bucks an ounce, Joe. I'm, I'm trying to buy some more, and, uh, man, is it getting expensive. And so, these, yeah, these food and, costs are getting out of control, Joe. And, and this is really, we're seeing this all along the supply chain. Uh, and why I've been telling you for almost from the beginning, when, when Jay Powell was starting with this transitory thing, I'm like, I don't understand what he's looking at. Right, and of course, he used used car prices. That was his, lumber and used car prices. That was his two favorite examples. And I'm like, okay, but what about these thousand other things? And of course, today, used car prices didn't cooperate. They've gone back up again. Lumber prices have cooperated at least for now. But all of these other things are coming home, and they keep saying, well, it's a supply chain, it's a supply chain, it's a supply chain. (laughs) And Jason just told you what's happened. The second people start talking about there's a shortage in something, and I don't care if it's fertilizer, computer chips, glass bottles, Right, whatever it may be, we know here. Remember toilet paper in the stores? Yeah, yeah. Remember people lined up. I'd go into Walmart. And there'd be a line of people, and I mean there'd be a hundred people in line, and I'm like, "What is going?" And I remember the first time I saw it, I asked someone in line, "What are you in line for?" Well, we're waiting for toilet paper. Yep. Because they said that a truck may be coming. May come. Not was coming. Hey, may come. We may have some toilet paper. Right? This is the same exact thing. But the problem is, now it's really what? Almost anything you touch now. I don't care if it's a cell phone, right, to uh, freeze-dried vegetables. Yeah, Joe, and the question to ask is, Jason, why are you why are you trying to buy freeze dried vegetables at seven dollars an ounce? Well, it's because I just don't want to pay twenty five dollars an ounce in a year or two, and it's storable food. This they they the, last a while. Right. This is the part that gets scary. This is the part that gets scary. Uh, a friend of mine uh, that we were out to dinner with, we were because there there was no tater skins. Said, 
you know what's so funny is I was talking to uh, the, the butcher at the, the store I go to. We've been, they've been going to the same store forever. They've become friends with the, the guy at the meat counter. And he was telling me, buy it now and put it in your freezer if you can. He goes, wait till you see what happens to the price of meat between now and Christmas. That's what he said. So when you're sitting there and you're looking at it, and again, it's the same thing everywhere, right? Everybody's buying everything they possibly can ahead of time. The supply's not there. Uh, we're going to see inflation. Unfortunately, uh, I was too young to remember inflation from the 70s. But I think this time around, it's going to be much worse than that. Because let's face it, they printed so much more money. Patriot Radio News Hour. Put those $10 libs, libs away. You're going to be glad you did. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Uh, the Dow's down 600 points. That's if, if that's all it is, we'll be lucky. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, again, as we're starting to see some contagion outside of the Fed's control, right as the Fed was supposed to at least start tapering off, at least try to pretend to fight inflation. Uh, the, I don't think the timing could be much worse, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, gold literally is the only thing up today. Well, that and the euro are about the only things up today. U.S. $10 liberties uh, at 1015 This was This is really getting down there at the lowest price we've seen in a long, long time. 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Jason, I just saw an email. No, uh, you probably haven't seen your email yet because it nope. just came across. Uh, the largest gold wholesaler in the world putting out an all-out. We're buying everything. Email. We don't get those often, uh, but that just tells you, you know the same problems we talk about with whether it's be the alcohol or fertilizer or whatever it may be is here in the gold and silver markets uh we've got a supply and demand problem they just can't get the materials in fast enough uh and and it's just really creating chaos everywhere uh we've got two lines open just stay on hold we will get to you in the order that you call so just be on hold. We got Connie here. We got Arlene here. Uh, Brittany won't be back until I think Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, so just be patient with us. 800-951-0592. These are the pre-1933. Matter of fact, $10 liberties, 1866 to 1907. At $1,015 today, Jason, just a great opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, uh, and what we talked about today, uh, and gold is no is no different. And what's great about gold is, is you could hold this, and then when the prices of things go up, 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 uh, gold will hold its value, and, and and these things will be available. You know, the, the freeze dried vegetables and 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 alcohol. These things are going to be available, but how much of is, is available? What price is going to be? Uh, it's, it's, eerie clouds of uh, hyperinflation and, and people don't understand hyperinflation doesn't have to be Zimbabwe and a billion dollars to buy something you could have 25% a year or 35% a year inflation that's hyperinflation Joe yeah and and 
And this is something where, as we watch all of this play out, I'm getting more notes handed to me. Okay, thank you. Uh, as we watch all of this play out, right, we're going to see the price of everything continue to rise. I think we're going to continue to see uh, all of these shortages. You know, a box of chicken wings. I, I, I brought that up, I don't even know, probably, what, a year ago? <laughs> that the price went from like eighty dollars a box. It's now two hundred dollars a box. One hundred ninety-six dollars a box. Herb is on your wavelength. He was just talking chicken wings on the right. break. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't. It, and again, and it's just staying there, right? And it, 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 and now all of a sudden, wait a minute. People are starting to talk about, hey, there's another price increase coming. There's another one coming. And now you talk about fertilizer. Is there another one after that? And it just seems like this problem uh, is not going away. Uh, and it's not going away anytime soon. And it's now filtering down into everything. I mean, even Disneyland employees are going on strike saying, give us more money. Right? Pizza Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. 